Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fans Podcast. I'm your host Peter. Joined us by Tom. How are you, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. No, Donny, this week Donny's in holidays, uh, recovering from his uh, failed wild card. So uh, oh, we'll be back next week probably. <laughs> see if we can uh, claw back uh, the final over Melbourne, but that's for later on the show. We'll go to our own league first. The top three, we always do it. So, speaking of Melvin, he's number one, 809 top points. Second is McCobbin, 92, at Real Postacoglu, 794. And up to third is E-Hammers, and it's E-Hammers RFC, 790 points. So, on to the Mega League. And we will go through our scoring rank. I will go first. So, Ericsson in goal for a minus three by Abama. Captain Tavernier, six. Portis, one. Mayo, six points. Taylor, seven points. Didn't expect that. Boiler, one point. Spittle, one point. Hasabanovic, one point. Vice-captain, Kolak, two. Watt, five points. Who's my transfer in for Shankland? Yeah, not bad. Five points. Nioski, no. seven points. And all I had on the bench was scales at two points. So that dropped me back outside to the top 200. 208th, I did check if Ericsson hadn't get sent off and I pretty much held rank or maybe gained a couple of, but these things happened. How'd you go on, Tom? Um, so I got 35 points this game week. Uh, I'm, I've dropped them in position 142nd. Uh, my points this week came from Roos in goals with three points, uh, Solom in defence with three points, Yakoviti with two, Captain Tav got me six, Taylor came on for seven points, and King got me one. In midfield, the younger got me two, Boyle one, and Haksabanovic one. Vice captain Cholak got me two, and Miofsky got me seven. It's one of these low-scoring weeks, but I think people might have had, obviously, the Eriksson goalkeeper situation is the one that threw me down the rankings. Right, I'll go through the results and I'll come over to you. So we had the Friday night kickoff and introduction of VAR. Hibs 1, St. Johnson 2. And then on Saturday, game of the week, Hearts 3, Celtic 4, St. Mirren 2, Dungeon <laughs> 1, Rangers 1, Livingston 1, Motherwell 1, Aberdeen 2, and then Kilmarnock 1, Ross County 0. So over to you, Tom. Okay, so start off on the, the Friday night um, with St. Johnston 2, Hibs 1. Uh, St. Johnston's goals came from Nicky Clark and Stevie May. An assist came from Holberg and McLennan. Uh, Hibs's goal came from Kukarev- Kukarevich, and assist came from Chris Cadden. 
Uh, also to note was uh, the McGinnis uh, red card in the 70th minute. Um, didn't have too much of an impact on the game as St Johnston's goals were both scored before that point. Um, May was on at half-time. Uh, we've mentioned Stevie May on a couple of previous pods. We reckon he's a, a decent, cheap option. Uh, he did come on at half-time, but he did get three shots on target, which was the most of any player. Um, he scored quite well recently. Um, he's, as I said, we're one of the best cheap options with three goals and three assists. However, minutes may be an issue. He was a substitute in this game. If you're not too keen on any in, on your strikers, you could probably bring him in and use him as part of the bench trick. But um, it's a bit too risky for my for my liking. Nicky Clark was the other scorer at five million. I don't think he's a he's a consideration with uh, obviously Shanklin down doing quite well. You've got Cholak and uh, Yakimakis. He's probably not going to be a consideration there. Uh, in terms of St. Johnston defence, uh, not really a consideration. Um, with Hibbs, we were talking up the defence last week. We thought they were going to do quite well. And then this result came as a bit of a disappointment, particularly for Port Ace owners. Um, considering we're kind of lacking in midfield options within the game, I think Boyle's a stick for now. They do have St Mirren up next, then Aberdeen, Ross County and Kilmarnock. Um, so not a bad run there, particularly up towards the, the World Cup. Uh, I think there probably should be some some goals and clean sheets there. What's your thoughts on that fixture, Pierre? Uh, I think Hibs done the traditional Hibs after they lost their man. I thought it looked not bad until they went one man down. Uh, St John's, we just did, we discussed Stevie May first. We discussed this last week. I think it was Josh asked the question, Chipo Tenors for up top. And he has returned quite steadily the last four. Now, you have also said, quite right now we're all kind of playing three up top, mostly I think three up top, because the midfield up are kind of limited for options. So, like you said, if you could find yourself a midfielder, and then maybe bench Stevie May is, is up to the bench trick, I think it would be not bad. But again, we've been up until this week maybe, we've been quite reliable with the strikers that are producing. So, to yeah. me, still... If you're on him, well done. Fantastic, fantastic. I still think he's still pushing to get in that upper echelon of striker options. But if you want to kind of spread the cash elsewhere, you can suppose you could do that. With Hibs, I still think they're one of the better teams. So, like you said, Boyle, situation is I'd keep. There's nobody that's crying out to take his place right now. And with Portis, I would just persevere because he's going to get his fair share of clean sheets. And he is. He's nailed as much as he's going to get nailed. And he's an attacking threat as well. So... Just mm-hmm. one of these days, I think, or another day if he kept the player on, they might have won the game. So I'm not too fussed to really have his assets right now. And like you said, I'm not rushing out to St. Johnson defensive either. No. Um, on to the next fixture then. We've got the Saturday lunchtime fixture. The fixture of the weekend, a goals fest between Hearts and Selick. Uh, it was Selick 4, Hearts 3. Um, a hat-trick for Shankland. Um, his second goal was assisted by Ginelli. For Celtic, it was goals from Forrest, Yakamakis, Maeda, and Greg Taylor came on for a cameo appearance and got a goal, so that was nice. Uh, he wasn't going to get the clean sheet anyway um, after they conceded three goals. Uh, Yakamakis's goal was assisted by Mui. Um, Forrest owners are doing quite well, um, and I imagine a lot of managers maybe jumped on him after his uh, performance the previous week. Uh, I think there's perhaps some merit in dropping your Celtic defender and maybe going with two Celtic midfielders and Yakamakis up front instead of uh, Kyogo at the minute. 
Um, speaking of Yakamakis, uh, he seems to be first choice in the league just now for Ange. Uh, his last three game week scores have been good. He's had eight points, 15, and then eight in this fixture here. Um, so well done to those that got on him early. I've still got Kyogo. Not had the uh, the bottle to, to switch just yet. Um, and obviously Shanklin's back in form for Hearts. Three shots on target, three goals. So I don't know if he can maintain that, particularly when one's a penalty as well, but it's promising. Uh, they do have Ross County up next, so that's a, a plum fixture for them there. I can I can perhaps see a few people switching over to to Shanklin. I think maybe Miofsky is maybe the one that might go. Uh, Aberdeen pre, play Rangers this weekend, but you know with with goal, a lack of goals, and that might be an issue. So there might still be goals there for Aberdeen. Hearts still poor in defence. Uh, obviously, we can't really judge Hearts when they're playing one of the top two, but. Um, the defence seems to be a shadow of its former self in comparison to, to last season. I know you like a wee cheeky dig at Craig Gordon, so I'll pass on to you, Peter, for that. Oh, he's a worse keeper league, definitely. That's down there with the least amount of clean sheets kept, I believe. National Scotland, that national goalkeeper. Uh, I mean, didn't believe the sanctity of marriage to us or anything, but that's a different cast altogether. <laughs> uh, but Hearts defence, yeah, Hearts defence was rotten. Shanklin didn't even start the game, he came on, so... I mean, he got his hat-trick off the bench. So I still think my choice to get rid of him was sound thinking. Tony Watt did return. Maybe didn't return to that. Obviously, I didn't expect him to get three goals. I still think I'll just keep a dish angle now. It wasn't obviously the first choice. He got his goals. You said three shots, three goals. Hearts are really, really on a dodgy run. They've still got Europe for the two midweek games. I think Nielsen might not have long left the job. So to me, I'm just going to do it. Avoid until that situation plays its course. We still take... Uh, Obviously, when I saw the team sheet, I'm like, right, watching the game and going, right, Taylor, another one I'm not going to get off the bench. But was happy that he got his uh, return. And I didn't think Burnaby covered himself in glory this game. You'd have watched it as well. So mm-hmm. I think Taylor might get himself playing back into the, the team, play more often than that again. So I'm, I'm going to stick with Taylor. Also delighted that uh, after the fact, mind you, that Carter Vickers caused the penalty because a lot of people jumped to Carter Vickers off Taylor. So they get the minus points for that. Uh, I'm also quite interested in one of the Celtic midfielders. I think Aaron Moy is a good shout. I've only got two Celtic players. I've only got Hasabanovic, who's basically covering for Yota. Yota's back in training, I believe, and you announced today, was that right? Or is, he's back in late training, so he's mm-hmm. going to be here there. So I'm going to stick with that one right now. Taylor, I'm quite happy to keep right now, but I like to look at Aaron Moy, especially with Matt O'Reilly playing a deeper role, which lets Aaron Moy and Hatati play slightly for the third. So my third position might be Moy Hanatati. I'm still not into the whole Kyogo and Giacomacca's rotation yet. I know he's had good returns, but until Europe's finished, I'm just going to stick with the midfielder now. Yeah, definitely. Potentially quite risky, so you see how things go with that. Um, our next fixture then, Kilmarnock 1, Ross County 0. Uh, Danny Armstrong with the goal. Assist came from Innes Cameron. Bit of a gutter for me. The male clean sheet was there. Uh, a lot of sellers were punished. I got king, so not great. Uh, Danny Armstrong uh, got the only goal in this fixture, obviously. Um, some may remember him for his brace against St. Johnston uh, at the start of the month at 3.4 million. He's had four goals this season, and he's the ninth top scoring midfielder in the game. Kilmanock gone to play St. Johnston, Livingston, Dundee United and Hibs before the World Cup. 
if you've not got a lot to do in your team, you might be worth a punt given the lack of midfield options. It's, it's perhaps one to consider. Um, I don't think I'd pre- be considering any other players in this fixture uh, from either side, either Kilmarnock or Ross County. I don't know what your thoughts are on that one, Peter. Ross County is a hard no, but uh, for Kilmarnock, I mean, I'd have been screwed either way because if I didn't sell Shankland this week, I was going to get a day mail for King. That was what we talked about last week. So yeah. I've lost, lost either way. At least this week's probably the least detrimental on my team. King uh, mail looked good and they uh, got the clean sheet. Uh, I have got Kenna from Hibs in my field as my bench trick. Uh, he's also on the chopping block and it might be the you just mentioned Armstrong for Kilmarnock. Just basically a bench trick to bench trick, but he looks like he's got potential returns. He did look good in the highlights, so and he's only at 3.4, I believe he said. Yeah, 3.4. So that's not a bad alternative. I've really got a boy on. I really don't want two as midfielders. I like hey, kind of mixing it up, having maybe one thing every so often a team. So if I don't move my Celtic midfielder, I might move Kenna. I'm also going to transfer his room. That's all in my head. Maybe move Kenna to Armstrong. Because Spittle's another one on the bench at this point, but Spittle actually played the full game. So I'm quite happy just to let him mm-hmm. roll about the bench right now. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of Motherwell, <coughs> the next fixture is Motherwell 1, Aberdeen 2. Um, Motherwell's goal came from McKinstry with an assist from Shields. Uh, for Aberdeen, it was Miofsky and the Duke that scored with an assist from Barron and McKenzie. For McKinstry, perhaps another cheap enabler, wouldn't to consider, Peter. Uh, he's had two goals in the last two. He's the same price as Armstrong at 3.4 million. So cheap enabler there. Motherwell have done the United Hearts, Celtic and St. Johnston before the World Cup. Bit of a mixed bag there, maybe not the easiest. Um, but if you want to take a gamble, try and get on him early. I don't know. My feeling's maybe perhaps he's had his good spell, but something to keep an eye on. Van Veen, he missed two big chances in this game. He's been very quiet other than his haul in game week eight. His last six game week scores have been 2-1-23, which was the big haul. 2-1-2, so not great for Van Veen owners. Maybe perhaps make a move there. Better strikers in form at Aberdeen. Uh, the Duke, who is Luis Lopez in the game. Uh, his last six game weeks have been much better with 8.6-1-1-14-8. Much cheaper at 4.7 million. However, obviously mentioned earlier, uh, Aberdeen have Rangers in the next fixture. But, you know, if you're feeling... Lucky that there's perhaps goals in that game. Uh, after that, they've got Hibs, Livingston and Dundee United. Maybe perhaps trickier. Um, he seems to be outperforming Miofsky just now. And he is a bit ch- cheaper. Uh, both started this fixture. So he seems to be working his way into the team. Though previous week's minutes maybe perhaps been a concern. Are you considering the Duke, Peter? I was thinking about it. I just don't like the whole switching one striker in the team to a striker in the same team I've got. But you know what's going to happen? I've played the FPL often enough. You're going to yeah. the points are revert. I think Mayowski's tried and tested. So I think he's first choice. A big case will be for him will probably be this weekend. Will they play Rangers? Will they still go for the 3-5-2? Will they play the two of them? I'm not mm-hmm. 100% sure, but we're good to kind of keep an eye on that one. The same, you said McKinstry's motherwell, similar situation. It would be maybe spittle to him. And then again, I'm just doing the same thing. Moving to one player on a team, to another player on a team, where I think spittle does pass the eye test. Me, I quite like him. So it's, I do like, McKinstry looks good, but I probably need more data. I'm doing it more regularly. 
And also, yeah. another, another little bubble seems to be bust slightly. They're over the new manager bounce. Fixtures don't look great. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really like taking one of the players in. Van Veen looks off the boil, so if the strikers off the boil, the guy behind it trying to feed him doesn't look exactly the great move either. So to me, yeah, I'm just going to keep Milosky, keep scales, keep an eye on Aberdeen. If, if Duke does become like guaranteed every week to top two, and then it might become a point maybe during the wild card where you just I jump over and keep the money elsewhere. Yeah, I'm not feeling mother well at the minute either. Um, next up then we've got Rangers 1 Livingston 1 uh, goal came from Lundstrom and assist from Kent and Livingston's goal came from Nubly um, poor from Rangers no goals in at the back certainly seems to be an issue um, Livingston scored with their only shot on target so perhaps you know they did maybe get a little bit unlucky um, but even despite that despite their defensive frailties you'd expect them to make up for it with, with goals Uh Cholak had a bad day at the office with seven shots, only one of which was on target. Um, and away at Aberdeen next, next may prove to be tricky for them. Um, it's not somewhere they like to go. With Livingston, uh, they've got Selig next. So I don't think any Livingston players are really a consideration just now. Um, though Selig have historically struggled at the, the Tony Macaroni. So... Yeah. Not great for the top two just now. What, anything to add to that one, Peter? Well, first, just the uh, Raiders at home. Aberdeen are not away. They've got the whole fixture next. Just to correct you on that one. Uh, Rangers do look lacking. I think Donny called a few weeks ago. Maybe not on pod, mind you. He thinks the wheels are coming off to you and it's only a matter of time. Uh, they didn't look very good. They didn't look good at all. They look not up for it. They're missing something. They're relying too much on their wingers who aren't doing anything. And I was listening to... BBC Scotland on, I think it was Sunday, was driving back from the caravan. Kenny Miller was talking about Colac. And Kenny was actually talking about a sense on this, on this show for a change. That he was like, his numbers. <laughs> I mean, like, when he's on the sports scene, I don't think he talks much sense. But he was on the radio, he had a lot just to let him talk away. And he, it seemed like he knew what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, Colac was hitting well with his numbers. So he had to come down at some point. Like he was outperforming the stats yeah. and stuff like that. So this is now maybe just Garrett back towards normal. Which makes me think that Morelos won't belong to Morelos is in. So... I'm keeping a close eye on that because if Colac loses his place, then it will take me to move off him as well. Uh, I still think Rangers are favourites. They're at home. I know they drew with Livingston, but you'd think they'd bounce back. Aberdeen's one of their bigger games. I still captain Tav, I think. I don't know. He's still VL's in, so it might be video assistant Rangers. It stands for, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I like that one. Or a, what's the other one? It was a Vatican assistant referees for the Celtic one, so... <laughs> We'll see. I, I'm still. I, I, it's very, very rare Rangers would drop points two home games in the trot. So I think you can yeah. still trust Rangers for this game next coming up. Livingston, I think we miss every week. If you go on the right play the right time, you've done well. Then keep a clean sheet, so defensively, no. Was it Nubly that scored for him? Yep. And so they obviously had them at your team at one point. But you, and I guess if you start them, Tom, you the best of this week, you might have played them and take them off the bench trick. So exactly, again, it's yeah. just going on the right play the right time. Nubly's the one. To me, but does that play for our options up front? I wouldn't be doing it, but I wouldn't be rushing to bring any Rangers assets, assets in either. I don't think they look the greatest at the back. I know you went to King, so the Donny and the Wildcards. Uh, I'd just be sticking with Tav right now and Colac and Tony changes, and we'll see how it goes through the World Cup. Three fixtures left, is that right? Three, four, three? Uh, 
three, I believe. Three, yeah, four. I guess. No four. No four. We play four. midweek, don't we, as well? Aye, four then. Yeah. Yep, four fixtures to go. Yep, it's fine. Double game week straight after. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's a build up. That's right. Um, okay, we've got a final fixture for the weekend then. Uh, St. Mirren 2, Dundee United 1. St. Mirren's goals came from Ericsson, which was the OG, which you mentioned. Uh, not OG, which you mentioned. That's, uh, your, that's Dundee United. Sorry. No, it is right. Yeah, because you scored like the keeper. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lack of sleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Greaves scored the second for St. Mirren with an assist from Erehan, uh, who some may remember from last season. Uh, Dundee United's goal came from Fletcher and an assist from Tony Watt. Uh, Curtis Main hit the woodwork twice in this game. Uh, Charles Dunn also hit the woodwork once and a younger hit the woodwork once. So it could have been a big score for St. Mirren. So Dundee United perhaps let off the hook a little bit there. Uh, St. Mirren have got Hibs, County, St. Johnston and Rangers before the World Cup. Before, that's a that run of three fixtures before Rangers. Looks quite nice for St. Mirren's defence, who have been very good this season. Um, I think strain could be a consideration. Um, even if you don't fancy them, keep a clean sheet against Hibs County and St. Johnston, perhaps a couple of clean sheets there. Um, in terms of Dundee United, Tony Watt seems to be ticking over a little bit. Um, I could see perhaps that being a, an option for Miofsky owners as well, that maybe want to pull the trigger and get rid uh, Dundee United do have a bit of a mixed bag between now and the World Cup with Motherwell, Celtic, Kilmarnock and Aberdeen. Other than Tony Watt, I don't think I'd be considering any other Dundee United players, but I'm open to being convinced otherwise, Peter. No, I agree with you. Watt was brought in because he looked on form. It was eye test. His stats were going up. So I took a punt on him. Uh, other part from that, I don't really fancy the keeper. I'm just going to take off. There's no point changing him now. I'll wait till the break. Free. I'll just look to see if we get save points. He's not going to score on goal every week. He's looking up to this point, so I'll keep a hold of him. St Mirren, I was so glad they conceded because I think my rank was going to tank. I think everybody's got a St Mirren defender in there. I think it's the way forward to go. They look so much better defensively. They probably could be they look the best of the rest out with the top two, St Mirren right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know the forms, how it looks, but they seem to be churning out points quite often, so they're looking good. A younger looks like the safest bet in midfield. I don't know about up top, but I think any of the events before, the keeper or the two fullbacks would probably be a good shout for the back line, even just a bench mm-hmm. check option. I think you could roll with that until the wild card and take it for there. I say to the wild Definitely. card, like, we're getting one. You can activate the wild card whenever you want, but I'm assuming I'm in my head, I'm thinking before the double game week. And quite a lot of few people will be like that. And not be silly like Donnie and roll it before a cup game and only get two five points to turn out it. <laughs> uh. Don't turn the knife too too much, Peter. <laughs> um, we've got the top 10 up next then. Uh, so for this game week, coming in at number one was Lon Shanklin with 23 points. He's obviously a striker. Uh, surprised by second place, it was Aaron Moy uh, with 11, obviously a midfielder at Celtic. Danny Armstrong, who we've mentioned, 10 points for him. Ash Taylor, the Kilmarnock defender, 10 points for him. Uh, he, he's doing quite well, flying under the radar. I think he's already got two or three goals this season. Thanks to um, Stevie May, again, someone that we've mentioned. Uh, 10 points for him. He's obviously a forward. Lundstrom at Rangers, 10 points. Uh, Kent, uh, 9 points for him. Nicky Clark, 9 points. Hemming, the Kilmarnock goalkeeper, 8 points. And Curtis Main, 8 points. Uh, that gives us totals of one goalkeeper this week, 
one defender, four midfielders, and four forwards. So Shankland's probably within that kind of striker bank. Curtis Main's perhaps one to keep an eye on, particularly with St Mirren's emerging form. Uh, Stevie May, who we've mentioned in the past. And uh, another good week for the Kamarnock defence. Any thoughts on that, Peter? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, just as expected, I think the match before, I think Kilmarnock will become more solid at the back. So, I mean, I've kept my own. Taylor, I believe, has been, must be a top five or six defenders this season. Tom, maybe not because he's conceding goals, but he was definitely offensively been. If they keep keeping clean sheets and he keeps becoming like a dangerous fit in DCs and stuff like that, then he's definitely what to look for. I'm not advocating a double up at the back. I think I'm still a bit silly. Kilmarnock are still teams come over the last year. What I did, I did like the sound of John Lundstrom. I checked his stats. I think Donnie mentioned last year about Glenn Kamara near the end of the season, about just ticking over mm-hmm. with four or five points a week. And it looks like Lundstrom seems to be doing exactly the same this year. If you want to bring him in and you're looking for a third Rangers option in the midfield, he's going to be nailed. I think he's pretty much a heartbeat at midfield. He's the only one that seems to get a lot of pass marks. When you check the Rangers' uh, Twitter online, a lot of them like him. Everybody else is getting thrown under the bus. And he's returning four or five points. Then he got a goal there this week, so... He's a decent option if you want to have another way at the Rangers midfield who will play. Yep. Is that us? That's us oh, for that. Yeah. I was going to say go to Donny's dive, but Donny's not here. So I want to just quickly cover the Regan Charles Cup. Cup. I know I'm just slagging Donny's 25 points there, but it was a really uh, low-scoring week. So after the first leg, Donny has 25 and Melbourne has 32. So there's only seven points in it. We have a game week to go. And as I've alluded to before, once... That is over. I will open invitations for the 
FFS Royalty Rumble, which will kick off after the World Cup. So if anybody doesn't know this, it's basically the same as last year. It's not a straight knockout. It's basically themed on the WWE Royal Rumble. The pay-per-view with 30 men in the ring and they all got chopped over the ropes. John, Tom, I'm sure you're aware of this with that wrestling. Don't say you don't watch it because I know what you do. Uh, <laughs> so well, you can join the groups and every so often it'll be like three or four game weeks and then the box scores get knocked out and the wrestle could uh, progress to the next round until we have a winner. And Melvino is the current holder, so he could be getting it as the champ champ, but we'll wait and see next week. Like I say, once the game week's over next week, I will put a tweet out and then I'll take invitations. I'll start putting people in the chat, people into the group stages for it start kicking off after the World Cup. Can I count you on that one, Tom? Yep, definitely. <laughs> okay, we only had one question this week. It was from Donnie's self, so... He basically asked for a nice bit of tongue-in-cheek because he's trying to catch Melvin. Alternative vice-captain and captains this week. So does any stand out to you, Tom? Uh, well, given Shanklin's performance, uh, Hearts are playing Ross County. It is an away fixture, but I think Shanklin vice could be a decent option. Something I'm considering myself. Mm-hmm. I don't actually have Shanklin, but I could bring him in for me. Obviously, it's something I'm, I'm chewing over this week. I'm looking at the captain position, right? So, obviously, most people are captain Tav. So, I think we looked at this before. It's, it gets a defensive clean sheet. He's obviously got the option of uh, attacking returns. I don't see MD right now that would be really worthy of the captain band who would be able to score that. Still to get away from home, so it's kind of a dubious one. Do you think Celtic will win quite easily after playing in Europe? Then maybe go for a defender. Uh, the vice-captain one could be different because, like you said, you mentioned Shankland. I think Tony Watt at Hope Motherwell strikes me of a return against his former club. Could be a decent mm-hmm. option. If you think Rangers are that dodgy at the back, I don't know if Tony can do this, mind you, but would they go on an Aberdeen player? Would they maybe go for a Mayoski or a, the Duke to score against Rangers' defence? It's not out the realm of reason. Mm-hmm. And the only one that stands to me would be maybe... I mean, if you think if you think they come on and keep another clean sheet, they come on at home, Ash Taylor, captain against the Johnston at home, or... Boyle, Holmesson, Murn, but maybe vice captain yeah. again. But I suppose he's for different options, so there you go. But if it wasn't for the cup, I'd still be captain to have, I think. Yeah, Which definitely. Brings, brings me on to the fixtures first, then we'll go actually through our captain. So next week we have. Give me 12. Right, okay, so there's Saturday, and I believe that I saw there's four early kickoffs, not early kickoffs, four games you'll get the team news of, and then two on Sunday. So we've got St. Johnson versus Kilmarnock. Rangers versus Aberdeen, Hills versus St Mirren, Dundee versus Motherwell, so that's eight teams you'll get team news early, hopefully. And then Sunday you'll have Livingston versus Celtic and Ross County versus Hearts. So upon hearing that, Tom, what is your captain, vice-captain and transfer thoughts? Um, so I'm considering getting rid of Miofsky for Shankland, uh, vice-captain Shankland. I'd probably stick with the captaincy on Tav, um, just because surely Rangers can't concede two home games in a row and he is obviously on penalties so VAR might play a factor in that, that is something to consider that's probably where I am with that Right, okay, so my captain right now is still on Tav my vice captain's on what right now? That could become Kolak, that could become Boyle, that could become Haskovanovic I don't know, maybe not, maybe not him so much because they don't get the team news Uh my transfer is one of a couple of options, like I've already mentioned. It would have probably been Kenna out for Armstrong, just to kind of change the 
midfield kind of bench trick. I don't really particularly think I need Dendell Screen. I've got Bale against Johnson, Taylor against Livingston, Portis against St. Mon. I'm happy with the back four. I, I think I would bet. I don't think I've got any major fires to put out. I think it was just a low, goal, a low score a week. I'm not particularly fussed with it. I make this a chance to upgrade Kenna to a play midfielder who's more attacking. I think that's my looking at it. Okay? Yep. Right, you want to talk about the FPL, Tom, before we finish up? Yeah, it, just, just to mention, um, obviously, Celtic and Rangers are playing midweek, so that might be a factor to consider. And Hearts. Um, particularly if uh, some prolific players get injured, so something to keep an eye on. Our managers lose their job if they get pumped in Italy, per se. That's true. That is true. Right, FPL, uh, FPL, so um, in FPL, it seems to just be three game weeks before the World Cup, so um, I was having a wee look. And I was trying to pick out some some differentials for anyone that tries to uh, wants to try and uh, make up a bit of ground before the the World Cup wild card kicks in. Uh, so I looked at the the fixture ticket. Obviously that's my, my go to. Uh, and Everton are sitting there nicely at the top. Uh, they've got Fulham away, Leicester at home, and then Bournemouth away. So looking at the Everton standout players, it seems to be a Wobie. Um, he got two assists versus, versus Palace there on the weekend. He did have a nice purple patch between game week five and game week ten. So over those uh, five game weeks there, he got three assists and one goal. He then faced Spurs in Newcastle, which you could argue are tricky fixtures before getting his two assists versus Palace. He's only 5.5 million and only 1.2% owned. So he's someone that may be missed by other managers um, as they kind of clamour to get Saka and Foden. So perhaps one to consider there. Is that something you've, you've thought about, Peter? Well, I was looking at my team earlier on because I, I was listening to the Planet FBL podcast this morning as I was kind of footing about the house and there's only three game weeks left so I suppose if you just kind of try to dead in your, dead in your team into what your best you can do every week until uh, basically the, the, the free wild card. So my midfielder now is I've got Mason Mount away to Brighton. I've got Martin Ellie and Odegaard away out in the forest and I've got Foden and Zaha. So to me... Probably not, because I'm thinking about the track. But I, I wouldn't argue against it. I think, as James said in the Plan FPL podcast, there was 14 midfielders this week between the price range of five, seven and a half million who returned a double-digit haul. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that's some going, I'm hearing about it. And he has been on the radar quite well, I think. He's been returned not bad. Everton look like they have as well turned the corner. I mean, they played well against Crystal Palace. I think a lot of that's due to Crystal Palace's own downfall, the way they set up. But... Mm-hmm. They look a decent team to get on. I mean, I had Patterson before the injury, and, and see once Patterson's back fit, I'll be going back to him because I think he's a great looking attacking winger, a fullback. But I wouldn't be against it, Obi, but for me right now, no. Not for me. Anybody else? Um, well, I've got a couple other, mid, uh, couple other midfielders, and we've got some defenders and strikers. So uh, my next pick for the midfield is uh, Man United player. Uh, Man United are third on the season ticker for the next three, behind Everton and Man City. They've got West Ham at home, Aston Villa away, and then Fulham away. So I was thinking, could it be time for Rashford? Uh, amongst my new players, he's top for big chances. He's had four big chances in the last four games. Um, and that is also top for midfielders as well over the last four games. Uh, for shots on target in the last four, he's had five. And that is only bettered amongst Foden, amongst all midfielders, Uh He's also top for big chances created amongst Man United players as well too. Uh, on a side note, Bruno Fernandes 
has created a whopping 18 chances over the last four games. So, you know, for those that are looking to punt Salah, maybe perhaps a consideration. Um, but Rashford at 6.6 million and 15.7% ownership, he could be a consideration there, though his minutes might be an issue. I like Rashford, but as like you said, he's sort the last bit. It's the minutes that's putting me slightly off it. He's also a midfielder when he's playing, he kind of plays out of position up front normally. I've got the Arsenal double up midfield. I could potentially get rid of one of them, probably Odegaard, because I've got too much money wrapped up in Martinelli, and go to Rashford for a free... Who have they got, Thomas, the next three weeks? You got in front of you? For Man United? Yes. Uh, West Ham at home, Villa away, Fulham away. See, that might suit... It doesn't sound that good to me on paper. Villa changed manager. Mm-hmm. And good evening. And film uh, <laughs> film's pretty damn good this season, so I might just keep an eye on that one actually, and maybe I do after the World Cup Cape type transfer. Especially yep. if we, Ronaldo keeps his carry on up and it's one less striker or whatever. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a third midfielder for you. Last one um, is Almiron. Uh, Newcastle have got Aston Villa at home and in Southampton away over the next two. Um, I don't think their third fixture is very good. I think it might actually be Man City. Um, he's only 5.4 million and 13.5% owned. And he might be hard to get to. I think a lot of people are on a Newcastle triple up, Pope, Trippier and uh, Gumares or Wilson. No, you're not on a triple up. I've only got one, so I can get to it, no problem. Not bad. Um, he's had five goals in the last five games and eight bonus points. And he also takes along nicely with the, the one clean sheet point as well for the midfield since Newcastle have been defensively sound this season. What's your thoughts on that one, Peter? So that is my transfer in this week, planned transfer. Oh, is it? <laughs> it is uh, Almiron in for uh, Odegaard. I think that's what I'll be doing. And then that way, I mean, I looked at all these kind of price point midfielders for the next few games and I was kind of, had him done a bit of paper and he's the one that stands out. He's just now definitely a good player. He's form. He strikes me as one of these players that you just need to get on. It's a gift sometimes. It's going to enable money elsewhere. And if you're not too sure of him some weeks, you can just bench him. I mean, he's only 5.4. He's only going to rise. I mean, I'm going to check the FPL price change thing, actually. And if he's ready to rise again, I might actually move early with the transfer. Newcastle don't play European football, so don't you worry about injured midweek. So that is my planned transfer. In. Just two good game week fixtures. Like you said, you're dead in the... Uh, World Cup anyway, so to me, I'm not saying it's a no-brainer, but it's a good option for me anyway. And that's the one I've planned so far. Nice, I like it. Um, on the defence then, um, Brentford, three clean sheets in the last five. Uh, they have Wolves at home and then Nottingham Forest away over the next two before City. So obviously Newcastle aren't playing City then. Um, my suggestion is Ben Mee at 4.5 million. He's only 4.1% owned. Now, he was missing for the Villa game. Obviously, they got gubbed at the weekend 4-0. Um, so after that result there, I think he's probably going to be back in the side. Um, he also offers a, a threat on set pieces as well. So I think he's perhaps a decent consideration for those looking at dead end. Uh, let me look at my team again. Yeah, I like the sound. It's just that I think it might be too sh- short now up to the World Cup. I've got Cancelo, I've got Trippier. 
I see them playing pretty much the weeks. And I think the, his third game is Man City. Is that right? That's right. So then I wouldn't want to have him in for that third game anyway. Uh, not bad. 4.5 rotation. rotation. Uh, I could rotate, but uh, let me see my team again. I'm on my defence. So I've got... Just loading up. So my, it's Trippier, Cancelo and Gomez this week. Gomez only leads. And it's Cucurella away to Brighton and Guell or Gale. He's not going to play anyway. He's not going to get him in any team again. Cucurella's minutes getting managed, so he's kind of... If I wasn't going to get any armour on this week, it would be Cucurella. I think he's had his time with team. So who knows? I might go for it next week, Tom, but for the time being, no, I'm going to get on armour on train and I'm playing a 3-4-3 right now anyway, so I don't need the defensive colour right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got another... Um... Defender suggestion for you. I'm fearful you might laugh at me because he is a Leicester City defender. Um, like to Leicester, <laughs> Leicester do um, have City next, but then the fixtures after that are Everton, which is away, and West Ham away. And it is Castagna at 4.5 million. He's only 4.5% owned, and he is the fifth highest scoring defender in the game. So that does come as a bit of surprise. Leicester do have four clean sheets in the last five games. Talk to me, Pierre. Uh, not this week, Man City. Not Everton away. He could be... I mean, I'm looking at his fixtures there, Tom, there. It's West Ham, Newcastle, Liverpool. But come game week 19, they go. They have Fulham, Norton Forest, Brighton, Villa. So I might bring him in, as you said, as maybe a cheap, one of the cheap kind of sitting on the bench players during a wild card. Then he comes in when the fixtures turn. But up until the World Cup, nah. I think, again, I feel that way that I've missed, I've missed the points with him, and I've been jumping on it mm-hmm. in the wrong game. So I'm going to miss that one for right now. Yep. Any We've um, got some strikers now. Um, essentially, we've only really got two striker slots because obviously the third one's held permanently by Haaland. Yep. Uh, until he's injured, and you know he's perhaps even a permanent captain candidate as well. Um, I'm probably going to hold Mitrovic personally for the Everton game, which they have next. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do face City after that and then Man United. So perhaps a sell after that. So my striker suggestions are um, we've got Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He's back. He's fit again. He scored against Palace at the weekend. Uh, he does have Leicester at home and then Bournemouth away. Uh, those, are, those are two nice fixtures, obviously. You're not really sold on the Leicester defence, so he could be an option for you. Um, my other suggestion is Skamaka two home games Crystal Palace at home Leicester at home looks nice and bit of a curveball not really a differential but Kane he is only 22.4% owned um, considering his FPL pedigree and history there um, I can see a lot of people ditching Salah and using the cash to upgrade a striker and bringing in Kane he's only blanked in two game weeks so far this season not really had any hauls but you know, he, he is consistent, so that's another consideration there amongst the strikers. What's your thoughts on those guys? I've got Kane, so I'm happy to hold him to the World Cup. Nice. Uh, the two you mentioned as the two of ring fence for after the Fulham game was Skimaka and DCL. That's the two I've got. So I've got a couple of weeks. Obviously, this week I'm going to be moving Almer on in. He's one of the weeks I test to see if they will do what the real deal. Then I could bring Got those ones, but I quite like the look of Skamaka as well. And his fixtures are obviously Crystal Palace, Leicester at home. And Crystal Palace and Leicester are both quite a tight. Leave us at the back. 
I know Leicester's kept clean sheets of recent, but I think it may... I'm leaning towards Kamaka now, but obviously another game week time. So, barring no injuries, I can, I, my transfers are worked out in the next three weeks. It's just, there could be a spanner of works and it could change it all, but as it stands, that's where I'm, work, that's where I'm looking. Probably yourself, what are you looking this FPL? You've had a couple of decent weeks, haven't you? So, has your rank risen quite a bit? Yeah, so, had I not benched um, Andreas Pereira, I probably would be in the top million now, but I've had a, a couple of good weeks. Um, hold on, I'll just bring up my team. Did you not zoom a bit in his place? So Zuma returned for you, I, anyway? I did have Zuma, yeah, but Almiron st- still sco- outscored the likes of Foden, Martinelli, Kukurea, Cancelo, Trippier. So it would have been nice if he was in the team. Also, Neko Williams got a clean sheet as well. He's third place on the bench. That would be nice. Ah, um, this Never done that anyway. You never thought about doing that. No, no, you would never do that. Um, I got seventy points this week, right, uh, which gave me a, a game week rank of five hundred ninety-two thousand eight hundred six, and an overall rank of one million sixty-six thousand nine hundred and seven. So overall points seven hundred and twenty-two. So looking good. So Quite pleased can, with that. Can you get to? You can get to. No, you can't. You get free. You get free Newcastle, so you can't. Yeah. So. What would your transfer thoughts then? What are you going to think about doing if you can't also do that? Transfer thoughts this week. Um, I was thinking about a defensive move, but I wasn't too sure. Cucurella's, to me, is the one I don't... Cucurella's too much of a risk. I think he's been took off early twice. Too pricey for range. He's playing in Europe two midweeks in the trot, so there's a chance to play. Plus, with these games out, his game time's probably going to up more European-wise, so... Yeah. I could it's... take a bit of a punt. I think it might be a defensive one. Uh, part of even thought about banking it and maybe going, um, getting rid of Salah and then upgrading Wilson, doing the two transfers next week. That's a consideration as well. Maybe bringing in Kane and then I think uh, Arsenal have got... I was maybe bringing in Saka as an option. Because yeah. I wouldn't get a Salah this week with Leeds at home. Leeds no, no, no. Leeds' so. defence looks horrible, so I want to keep Salah for that, even though I'm not entirely sold on Liverpool. And then Arsenal, I mean, next game week they do that away to Chelsea. I think we can stop thinking Arsenal as a team that we can keep this fixture. Because they're, I know they're not really doing Southampton, but apart from that, they've held their own against any team they've played. So I would, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me playing Arsenal fi- players in any fixture, to be honest. So they're defensively not too bad. Their midfield to up top's pretty sound. Martinelli, Zach as an option, Jesus. Taylor, one of the thinking, Zach and Martinelli. As a, as a so they're all good options. I mean, I'm quite happy with having Arsenal players, and I'm sitting 117,000 right now. If I'd have stood still, I think I'd have been better off because uh, Trossard scored when I took him out for the Arsenal defender. But I was just a punt because of the fixture. So I'm just going to play it kind of safe now. I'm in a decent position. 117,000k ranks, not bad. I'll kind of play it safe up to the World Cup and then we'll see what holds for then onwards. Because I'm not saying I'm going to win it, but obviously sitting in a decent position for granted there. It's kind of the second part of the season and a new well card to play with and a decent amount of money saved up in the bank as well. So, take it for that. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm going to be a hold this week. I think I'm going to do the two. That makes sense how you can do the two because who's 
Spurs got this week? Is it Bournemouth away? Yeah. So, I mean, Kane could score, but I don't particularly see him going nuts in this game either, especially with Tottenham playing midweek. Yeah, they've not been the best of form either. So, I then don't... Liverpool next, so they might step up for that one. Mm. And then they've got Leeds in game week 16. Poor, look really poor at the back. I look poor. You want to for that game? Definitely. Hey, okay, love the FPL. That's us, yeah. That's us then. So, if you want to get a pod in before we head off, I'm at FFS underscore Scout on Twitter. You can hit me up there. And I'm at Fantasy Half. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, the three is back uh, discussing another week in Scottish football. So, thanks for listening. Say goodbye, Tom. Goodbye. It's goodbye for me. Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>